Hello everybody and welcome back to Still Stuck Inside. I'm your host Xander Little and today we are here with Kate Brown and we give a special shout out to our friend Luke Jones for helping us with the research for this episode. Today we will talk about the effects of the Holocaust and anti-Semitism and how it was represented in the graphic novel Mouse by Art Spiegelman. We will talk about Mouse, a story of a little girl from 1942, and even events from current day New York. Anti-Semitism is hostility or prejudice against Jews. We mostly think about anti-Semitism when it comes to the Holocaust and World War II, but there are still actions against Jews today, such as the shooting at the Tree of Life in Pittsburgh in 2018. Now, let's join Kate and hop into the episode. And welcome back. We are here with Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello. So, Kate, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm Kate, and I'm in Mr. Rhodes' second period class, and I will be talking about anti-Semitism. So, Kate, what are some examples of anti-Semitism that stand out to you? Um, One of the main examples of anti-Semitism would, of course, be the Holocaust. 11 million Jews died from the Nazis' harsh and inhumane actions. Some present-day events that stand out to me would be the Tree of Life Synagogue, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Interesting. Why do you think anti-Semitism should be talked about more? I believe that anti-Semitism should be talked about more because even though it is taught in schools, it is based around purely the Holocaust and not present-day events. I feel that some people our age may be naive and believe that anti-Semitism doesn't exist anymore, but that is sadly not the case. In America, there are countless occurrences of anti-Semitism taking place. Whether it's just a threat or a murder, neither are okay. Anti-Semitism should be talked about more because no ethnicity should ever feel threatened or scared based on their background. Mouse is a graphic novel written by Art Spiegelman, that follows his parents, Vladik and Anya, during World War II and the Holocaust. Kate, can you give us some more details about this graphic novel? Mouse is written about Art's parents, Vladik and Anya. Art did a great job at presenting anti-Semitism and the brutal and harsh punishment that Anya and Vladik's family were faced with. In this graphic novel, the pictures used mice to represent Jews, Nazis were cats, and pigs represented the Polish. Mouse is an eye-opening book that does a fantastic job at showing the harsh conditions the Jews had to face during this time on the Holocaust. In Mouse, we watch Vladik and Anya fall in love and begin a family with their son. As the story progresses, the darker it gets as the Nazis rise to power. When Vladik gets drafted into the war, he sees how serious the war is becoming. While fighting for the Polish army, Vladik gets drafted into prison. He eventually leaves and heads back to his family. Him and his family watch their life slowly fall apart as people they know are hung in the center of town and are taken for having sketchy relations. Luckily, Vladak is an extremely cunning man and kept his family safe for as long as he possibly could. As it gets worse in the real world, Vladak and several others resort to living in a bunker hidden by coal. Suddenly, one day, they are outed by one of their own and Vladak and Anya are taken to Auschwitz. Because Vlad is a very clever, he was able to get out of the harsh labor 
in honor, Anya was transferred to another concentration camp. After everything was over, Vlad and Anya eventually moved to the United States and had a new child, Art. Art grew up with re resentment towards his father, especially after Anya committed suicide after he learned that Vlad threw away Anya's diaries. Art's book does a fantastic job of showing the harsh life Anya and Vladek had to endure, not only the ups and downs of their relationship, but in the Holocaust. Even though anti-Semitism is less talked about in our age, there are still countless occurrences of anti-Semitism taking place. Some examples include the Tree of Life bombing in Pittsburgh, bomb threats in Albany, and even a stabbing in a rabbi's house during Hanukkah. What have you found on these topics, Kate? In October 2018, a man by the name of Robert Bowers opened fire at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. The shooting took place during Sabbath for a baby naming ceremony. Bowers killed 11 people and shouted, All Jews must die as he fired shots. Bowers was later arrested with numerous charges against him. More recently, this year in New York, Jews were being emailed bomb threats to their homes. At least a dozen Jewish communities received bomb threats where each email was sent separately. Because of all the threats, over 100 people had to leave Albany due to safety precautions. Although never any bombings actually occurred, this is an example of how anti-Semitic attacks still occur. Another attack occurred in Monty, New York, where an intruder broke into a rabbi's house and stabbed five people during a Hanukkah candle lighting. Monzi, New York, has a large population of ultra-Orthodox Jews, and caution was taken very seriously. The New York Police Department found the suspect, Grafton Thomas, who had several murder charges against him. So, Kate, I actually have a story before you get into yours. Um, my mother's grandmother, so my great-grandmother, um, her family lived in Russia right as the Germans were invading that little part of Russia that they took. So in the 40s, my great-grandmother's family moved to America. And so that's kind of how we got our roots here. So on their way here, my great-grandmother's sister got sick. So when she got to this country, they let did they didn't let her in, and so they sent her back, and we never heard from her again. So we kind of thought that she was kind of, um, she got taken into concentration camps, and well, she eventually died. So these stories kind of hit home a little bit. I know I didn't know her at all; her life didn't affect mine. But still family. Kate, your story is definitely more interesting than mine. Barely a 13-year-old, Mindu Hornick's life in the Carpathian Mountains quickly turned for the worst after she and her family were uprooted and transported to the unheard Polish suburb of Auschwitz. Continue to listen to the podcast to see how her life as a pleasant schoolgirl could quickly turn into someone who was stripped from their family and struggling for her life. Kate, will you tell us the full story? Mindu Hornick was a 13-year-old Jewish girl living in a small Jewish village in Eastern Europe in the Carpathian Mountains. 
Mindy lived in a beautiful, cozy home with an orchard with her family and neighbors. When Mindy and her family began to wear Jewish stars, known as the Star of David, their friends turned on them and gave them cold looks. To only make matters worse, Mindy's dad got stripped away from her family due to business relations while her family barely had any food. Suddenly one day, the Nazis came into town and told Mindy and her family they could pack their bags. No idea where they'd be heading to, they went to the train station and board. Little did they know, they were going to a small, unheard Polish village of Auschwitz, which would later be one of the most known about concentration camps. Although they were close to their destination, the railway bombings kept the train from getting there quick. Close to arrival, Mindy looked out the train window and saw a sign that said Auschwitz. When they got off of the train, there were dogs barking, gunshots, and the air was extremely ashy. Dead bodies were all over the ground and intercoms were yelling. Filled with fear, she got taken away from her mother and brothers. From then on, life was never the same. Mindy had to fight for her life. Mindy slept on a cold stone floor and was lucky to receive a piece of bread to eat. Mindy did survive, but thanks to her mother's secret swap of where Mindy would go. Mindy believed that people that the people who survived Auschwitz were not fighting for themselves, but for others. One day, the Nazis made the Jews board the train, not knowing where they would be heading. A British armada spotted the, spotted the train, thinking that they'd be carrying valuable items. The British successfully shot down the train and rescued Mindu and others. Mindu is still alive today and spends her time educating children and the world about her life in the Holocaust. That's about it today, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Kate, for informing us about anti-Semitism in the Holocaust. Thank you for having me. And I'll see you guys next time when we're still stuck inside.